Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey everybody, I am here with a very, very good friend of mine. His name is Jay Goldstein. Jay has been in the construction industry for a very long time. Um, he has worked on projects with companies like Coca-Cola, Pricewaterhouse, Auto Trader, NCR, Home Depot. And um, I've, I've personally worked with him on projects. He is insanely uh, competent. He is a, uh, a thought leader in the industry and is constantly improving himself. And I'm really glad to have uh, someone of your acumen on the show. Um, thanks, Jay. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Mike. And uh, why don't you share with everybody kind of your your path, how you went from a, a young kid wearing um, acid wash jean shorts every day at the University of Florida sure. to uh, running, you know, uh, eight figure projects. Yeah, th those those jean shorts started as jeans, turned right, right. into jean shorts. So right. just, just to be clear. Everyone, uh, needs, yeah. everyone I, needs a couple pair of jean shorts and I'm just glad you're on the show to share with us. No, Jay, please, please tell us more about your path. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, started, uh, like I said, University of Florida, degree in construction management from there, uh, was a commercial general contractor for the first, you know, half or, or so of my career, uh, worked on all sorts of projects from uh, healthcare to um, uh, K-12 to corporate, uh, really run, ran the gamut, um, ground up and, and interiors and whatnot, moved uh, onto the, I'll say the owner side, uh, did a lot of retail work, again, uh, multi-unit national retailers down to, um, did some development work, uh, shopping centers, small tenants, whatnot. Um, been doing corporate work for the past 10 or 15 years since then, again, mostly interiors for some, some uh, large occupier clients, like you were mentioning, uh, Coca-Cola and NCR, PwC, et cetera. Um, and, and work for, you know, firms big and small. So that's, that's me in 30 seconds. That's really nice. What, uh, what are some of the projects that stand out that you really enjoyed working on Jay? I think the, the biggest, uh, most impactful thing I've done is, is at Coca-Cola had, had the opportunity to work on their uh, headquarters campus. Um, really we reimagined the entire thing from uh, what it was when it was originally built in the 80s to um, we really took it to a place where the image of the corporate campus matched the the brand that it was to the outside so um, really had an opportunity to do some amazing things there and uh, I'm certainly proud of that it was a you know over a decade of my career uh, dedicated to Coca-Cola and, and uh, again just really proud of the work um, that, that we did there had a fantastic team. It was a, it was a, obviously a great client, um, great project and, and was fortunate enough to have a great team behind me delivering it. So uh, that was That's really cool. The highlight, right. the highlights so far. Well, Hey, I gotta tell you, I've heard a lot about the art collection at Coca-Cola. Did you get a chance? Like, did you have access to that? Did you get to see some of those pieces? Yeah, they, they've got fantastic art and, and yeah, they do a great job of, of 
displaying it, not just keeping it in the back closet or not putting it in executives' offices. They're they're constantly rotating the yard around. So yeah, it's uh, they they definitely shared the wealth on that and and uh, put it out there. It was both fine art and archival. So I mean, there was times where there were you know Olympic torches that were displayed or. Um, you know, if it was Black History Month, they would put out relevant art uh, and, and displays about that. So, yeah, it was they did a really good job of that. That's really neat. All right. So if anybody, anybody that's listening and they're thinking about they've got a project coming up and they're considering different program or project managers, what are some things people should be looking at um, when they're trying to decide what, what makes a what makes a good one? Right. You know, I think there's a lot of. Um, project or program editors that merely kind of do administration, move information paper from, from one person to the next. And, and so I think that's, that's certainly a way of doing it. Uh, I think what, what clients should be looking for is someone who goes a little bit deeper um, and, and really understands the collective end goal uh, of what the client really needs at the end of the day and, and manages to that level. Um, you know, I think every, every client, every project is different, but to, but to be able to adapt to, and that specific clients needs that specific project needs and, and dive into the appropriate level um, of, of management and, and of detail. Uh, I think that really is probably the, the biggest thing that I can recommend to clients to, to, to try to understand that. I mean, first and foremost, you have to have someone who you have a good relationship with and you can, you can trust. Um, but then again, more than that, we don't just need someone to push paper probably. I love it. I love it. That's one thing I do know about you personally is that um, kind of cutting through the um, BS of some salespeople and actually try to get down to what the real value is. Right. Not that I ever was one of those BS yeah. salespeople. No, 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 it, ever. But, right. uh, but the concept- Didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what crossed your mind. Um, but all right, so why don't you do this? Why don't you share something that maybe not everybody knows about Jay Goldstein? What is that? Uh, I don't know. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty open book. Um, you know, I, 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 I play golf. I'm not a golfer. Uh, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit of a homebody, you know, I love spending time with my family, but again, that that's, that's not stuff I'm afraid to share. So there, there's no real big secrets with me, which maybe that's part of, uh, I don't know, part of my, uh, uh, I don't know, how I approach things is I, I, I certainly, like I said about, you know, finding someone you can work with. I think that's really important is to understand that, um, you know, that who you're working with and, and sort of what makes them tick. So this episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, so no how about this? Is- so what year were you, were you down at Florida when Spurrier was there? was okay so what was the what was the best florida gator game you ever attended and don't say when auburn beat florida at the swamp in 94 you can't say that but there was one game in my collegiate career that i missed it was the only game that we lost at home and it was i understand that there was a team from alabama i don't know which one that came (laughs) in but i never i never witnessed a home loss oh um so how about that? I'm undefeated at home in my collegiate career. There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and did Tebow didn't win a national championship though, did he? Was it Chris Leak that won it after him? Is that how it worked? No, no, no he, won. he won. Oh, he did win one too? Okay. 
I always, I always get confused whether Tebow won one or not. I know he's a, he's a great human being, but um, speaking of great human beings, talk to me about kind of like on this path that you're on, like, were there any role models or mentors or anyone that kind of inspired you to take this construction path? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I try to get something from everybody, all of both my, my managers and sort of leaders above me and, and people on my team. So, you know, I, I don't know that there's one in particular, but I certainly have nuggets that I grab all the way back in my career, um, whether it was a superintendent who, who told me something one day or, or uh, a manager in a, you know, an annual review, I, I try to just get nuggets from everybody and collect them. I, there wasn't, like I said, there wasn't one sort of mentor that I'm trying to, uh, to, to model myself after. It's really more of a collection of, of everybody. And frankly, they're, you know, I get the same thing from clients and, and uh, whether or not they're direct clients, you know, I've had people that I work alongside, whether it's, um, you know, someone from the facilities and operations part of the business that ultimately with the work that we deliver, they may not be our direct client, but we're handing our projects over to them to operate. And so I really have tried to pick up a lot of that perspective as well. And so I've been fortunate enough to work alongside some, some great folks and, and uh, you know, pick up some, some knowledge and information and really their perspective on the work that we're delivering. Because oftentimes I think especially for those people that work alongside us, they, they feel like we're going and doing one thing and not, not thinking about their perspective. And, and I think that's, that's another thing that probably makes a, a good project manager uh, is being able to look at the entire life cycle of a, of a building and, and a project and take all those into consideration. I love that. I really do. I love that. I, I remember being in college and I was, uh, I was hired to be a swim coach of a pretty big uh, swim. I think I was 19 or 20 or whatever. And I remember literally just trying to be a blend of like my five favorite coaches growing up, you know, the, the Rusty Owens at the Harrisburg Swim Club or whatever. And then this one summer coach and this coach and this coach. And, and by the time I got to the, you know, second or third meet, I wasn't really trying to emulate them. They were kind of just in my DNA. And um, I, I, I kind of just melded them into to what I was as a coach. And, and I think I've kind, kind of tried to repeat that throughout everything I've done in my life. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think you, you take those the sort of mix of the things that makes you who you are. And, you know, before you know it, you've developed your own brand and, mm -hmm. and, and all of those things that you've pulled from all these other people are all of a sudden is you and, and no, absolutely. And, you know, scary to think there's people out there trying to emulate you and, you know, God forbid me. Uh, but uh, no, I think that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, I think um, you and I both have small children. So I think our young children try to emulate us until they realize we're not uh, worthy of emulating when they're about seven or eight. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we just try to keep up. Exactly. We're just trying to, we're just holding on. We're holding on. So, um, so talk to me then about uh, like mindset. What do you do to keep everything positive? I mean, obviously last year was a little bit of a challenge for everyone. Yeah. You have great energy. I love being around you. Like what is it that you do to keep yourself positive? So I'm still trying to figure that out every day, right? What, what are those things? And, and, and I, I'm trying to meditate. Um, I, I hear, you know, lots of successful people do it every day. Um, it's on my calendar every single day to do. And, and a lot of times I can do it. And so I'm, I'm trying to do that. Um, I, you know, try to get physical activity whenever possible. Again, we've got young kids and, and, and running around is, you know, not, not always have time, but, in the background of all of that is sort of the reason why we do any of this. And, and, you know, it's funny, we're just talking about 
family and children. For me, that's it. It's like, why, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to meditate? Why do you want to be a better person in your personal life and, and in your professional life? And um, I want to be a better, um, I think at the root of all of it, I want to be a better sort of family man, you know, husband, father, whatever. And so um, the more, you know, the more successful uh, professionally I can be, I think, think it will make me happier, which again, at the end of the day, will just me being happier makes me better at, at what really matters, which is, you know, the home life. So mm. I think that's at the root of all of it. Um, and trying to keep that, you know, sort of top of mind as um, both as motivation and also sort of just to, to keep things, um, you know, sort of level set when you're dealing with, with problems, you know, problems at work. All right. Are they real problems or are they just a sort of a bump in the road opportunity you have to deal with? Um, so that, that's sort of in the background of all of it. I love that. I really do. I think there's, there's some um, balance that you're um, pursuing, just the pursuit of balance, the pursuit of, of improvement. That's the magic, Jay. I mean, that's really, that's, that's the magic of it. You've well done, really well done. So um, is there a book or software? Is, is, there a, is there anything that jumps out that you'd like to share with everybody? You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big business book person. Um, I try to listen to podcasts all the time. You know, I, I, I sort of nerd out on industry podcasts and, and I, I go down some, some strange paths into some, you know, sciencey things. Um, uh, so I, I'm always trying to learn again, sort of for that pursuit of making myself better at what I do. Um, maybe more interesting to talk to have some, you know, Hey, I heard this on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, from a software perspective, you know, OneNote is sort of my go-to, uh, whether it's, um, you know, stream of consciousness, notes, to-do lists, or, or sort of tracking a formal, you know, meeting minute type of things. Um, it, 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 again, is my go-to. I love that it interacts with, you know, the rest of the Microsoft 365 tools. And it's, it's always in my pocket on my phone and it follows me from, from computer to computer. So uh, it's, it's my go-to that uh, I think it has a lot of capabilities that most people don't really understand or how are you about, using so. one note yeah how are you using it on the back end so now you've you've recorded something there how are you going back to recall it like how is that how is that helping you there yeah i mean it all just stays there you you can organize things uh in in a few different ways and and it's it's really light it doesn't take up a lot of room you know on your phone or your computer it most of it lives in the cloud i believe um so you can pull back things you know i, I go back frankly years sometimes and great search functionality um, you can go back to a meeting, go back to, you know, um, uh, when I'm at a conference, I'm jotting down stuff on, on OneNote as well. Mm-hmm. And again, whether it's on my phone, a tablet or, or a computer, it, it's, it's been pretty useful. And, and I've been using it for several years, probably close to a decade, I'd say at this cool. point. I like yeah. it. I like it. I might try to get into a little OneNote. That sounds, I like how you're using it in different places. So uh, that might be the best piece of advice you could give us, but is there anything else that stands out? Like, is there a piece of advice you like to give, you know, maybe young project managers or someone looking to start a project, you know, what, what type of advice would you like to share? My, one of my go-to pieces of advice for young project managers who are out there trying to prove themselves is to stop trying to prove yourself. Mm. Um, I, I had a guy tell me years ago, uh, learn when to shut up. Um, and that's something that, you know, again, we want to be out there solving problems, especially as project managers. And, and oftentimes the right answer is to sit back and listen. And, and like I was saying, you know, earlier, sort of understanding your clients or, or whatever the issue is, uh, that's a piece of advice I, I give others and try to give myself a lot of times too, is stop trying to make yourself sound smart, sit back, listen, 
understand the issue, you, you'll be able to give a better answer later. So, um, I yeah, like it. it. Hey, I, I think that goes for, for everybody, you know, yeah. and you and I are both talkers. We get together for a, a one hour lunch and it's two and a half hours later. But, um, I think we, because in the, in the course of that, we generally do love listening to each other. And I think there's really, there's great power in that. So let's, uh, I, I think you said it so eloquently, uh, shut up and listen, I think was what your quote was, which I think is maybe we should, maybe we should call this podcast that just shut up and listen, <laughs> you know? Hey uh -huh. Jay, if, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, looks like LinkedIn, your LinkedIn um, site looks great. Is what's the best way for someone to, to contact you? Yeah. LinkedIn's great. Um, sort of once a month I check it. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, yeah. LinkedIn, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe every couple of days, I'm, yeah. I'm not a huge social media guy, but, uh, um, yeah, LinkedIn's a great way to get in touch with me. So sort of tells, tells my story and, uh, uh, has my contact information on there. All right. Good. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your, your tips with everyone. You are, Thanks, you're, you're a dear friend and your, uh, your knowledge is really appreciated. Thanks Jay. Likewise. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.